To all who come to this happy place, welcome. Disneyland is your land. Welcome to Tales from the Mouse House Disneyland Podcast, Episode 126. For December 24th, 2019. Welcome back. Welcome back, everyone, and Merry Christmas Eve. Merry Christmas Eve, yeah. Today is literally Christmas Eve, December 24th. So, how's everybody doing? Joyce, how are you doing? (laughs) Doing well. Been a long time since we've talked. It has, maybe two or three minutes. Yeah, I know. So, what have you been doing in those two or three minutes? Um, watching Katie knock over Christmas presents. Hey, you're not supposed to look at those. <laughs> you didn't look at them, did you? I did not look at them. Good. Because there's a very expensive Tiffany bracelet. No, I'm just kidding. So, um, how's everybody doing? <laughs> this is still feeling kind of weird for us, isn't it? A little bit, yes. Yeah. We got to get back into the groove of it. Um, so, uh, how about some updates? Want to do some updates? Okay. Okay. Um, I've been doing pretty good. Uh, so far, uh, I've got 117 audiobooks published, and I've got another eight in my queue to, to produce. So, um, that's doing pretty good. Yes. <laughs> Boy, you're Chatty <laughs> Kathy, aren't you? You're like that uh, doll on the Brady Bunch set. What was her, uh, Chatty Kathy? What was her name? I don't know. <laughs> I really don't know. No, you don't know. So how's work going? How you doing? How are you doing? Um, I'm doing okay. Yesterday I thought I was getting sick, but today I feel better. What so, a coincidence. Yesterday you had to work. Today you were off. I know. Hmm. Maybe it's got something to do with work? Um, <laughs> nah. No? No? I don't think so. Probably because... Today, so this morning, I sort of okay. I'm not good at keeping surprises, keeping secrets. No. So, I my plan was to surprise Al with like a date day. Um, and I put something in his calendar, and I blocked off the time, and then probably within two or three hours of putting <laughs> it in his calendar, I told him what we were doing. So we did that this morning. Um, I Do you want to talk about that or do you want me to? No, you go ahead. So I, we went on a, we went for a, a couple's pedicure. Al's first time having a pedicure. Mm-hmm. And he, um, he got a trainee. <laughs> yeah, yeah. My first time ever getting a pedicure and they give me a trainee. I got the expert, which had I known that at the time, I would have switched with him because I've done it before. And to me, it's very, very relaxing and, Mm. and I like it. So it's not that it wasn't relaxing. It's just that I didn't, I don't know. I was maybe expecting a little bit more like, you know, have my feet completely uh, cleaned and everything. (laughs) That just does not <laughs> sound right. But um, no, it wasn't bad. I mean, you're, the, the girl who was doing your f- uh, feet, she was very talkative with you. She was explaining everything she was doing and, you know, and asking you. She was very attentive. The, the one who did my feet was, didn't talk, <laughs> didn't mm-hmm. say, I mean, other than other foot, that foot, mm-hmm. put foot in water. <laughs> yes. Give me big tip. <laughs> <laughs> But, I know she didn't say that, but no, I mean, it wasn't bad. I It was okay. I mean, it was a little weird having somebody, you know, touch my feet and, and stuff like that. <laughs> and I'm just glad I washed my feet this morning because, you know, <laughs> oh. but no, but it was fun. I, I was, it was, it was, it was a fun day date. I, I really enjoyed it. I appreciate it. Was it, is it something you'd do again? I think so. I think so. I mean, 
Um, if nothing else, you know, I, I like the the salt scrub on my feet and in my, you know, lower legs. It was it was fun. It was okay. Yeah. And the chair, holy cow! It was one of those massage chairs. You know, you can you can um, control and yeah. I thought that was fun. So yeah, I, I didn't think it was bad, despite the weather <laughs> being cold, and wet, rainy, rainy and and. Uh, you know, one one word, perfect. Uh, it's perfect for Christmas Eve and Christmas Day to have this kind of weather. The only thing that's missing is snow. Yeah, but just for two days, Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. Mm-hmm. Other than that, no more snow. And we've had snow in Arizona before around Christmas time. Yeah, we've had snow here where we live, which is, you know, not the, the, the high country. We live... Just outside of uh, Phoenix, you know, it's still it's like the high desert. But yeah, we've had we've had snow here, so it's it's been pretty good. And uh, we we've been getting hammered with the rain today. I think it started overnight, but yeah, the only problem with that is that you know everybody knows our puppy Kate. Uh, she doesn't like going out to go potty when it's wet. She's like, uh, no slaves. <laughs> She's a little princess. She is a princess. Um, but she, she doesn't like going potty when it's raining. And I, I really don't know why something changed, but, um, so we have to pick her up and we have to kind of scooby-doo her, take her outside and pretend like we're going to go do something and then set her on the ground. Nope, nope, go pee. But yeah, that's that. So, um, hey, we've been watching some fun shows on, on TV, The Mandalorian. Oh, I like Mandalorian. I didn't think I would. So I'll watch the first episode without me. Right. Because I told him I didn't care about watching it. Yeah. And then he told me, I think you'll like it. Yeah, right after the first episode. And and if, if nobody's seen it, then I don't want to spoil anything. But by now, I think everybody knows about uh, Baby Yoda. Baby Yoda's just so good. Yeah. As soon as I saw Baby Yoda, <laughs> I thought, nope. Joyce is going to want to watch this from now on. So um, we watched the, the first two episodes together. Um, you know, I rewatched them and yeah, she got hooked. Yeah. And episode four, I didn't care too much for. I think it was episode four. Yeah, because we just watched episode six. No, it was episode five you didn't like because no, ep- you're right. Yeah, it was four. Uh, yeah, four. Because it was kind of slow. Mm-hmm. Um, but you got to have these every once in a while. You got to have a slow episode. To, you know, to build something up. If it was nonstop action, you know, first episode to the last episode, you would be exhausted. You know what I mean? Yeah, I guess. You got to have the slow episodes to build them up. But yeah, it's getting good. We, this Friday is the season finale, which is going to be sad. But um, I'm enjoying it. I, I think it's a good entry into the Star Wars universe. Speaking of that, we're going to see the new Star Wars movie. What's it called? Rise of Rise of Skywalker. The day after Christmas. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that too. Yeah. Uh, we've stayed we've stayed pretty much spoiler free. Um, any anything I see that even remotely looks like it's going to be uh, spoiling something, boy, I just skip right by it. I don't I don't want to spoil it because this is something that I've been waiting for. You know, for 40 plus years, ever since the first Star Wars movie, uh, I've been watching these things and following Star Wars. So this is the ending of, uh, of you know, something big for me. Yeah, I don't think I watched my first Star Wars movie until, I don't know, maybe when we met. <laughs> Probably. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, you know, I, I like it. Another show we've been watching and just wrapped up was Mr. Robot on USA. Yes. That was a different show. Um, we're not going to give away any spoilers, uh, but we I highly recommend. I mean, if you like mysteries and if you like a, a show that is just so far unlike anything you've ever seen, Mr. Robot, binge the whole season and then send us a report. Um but luckily, you know, we, we a lot of the shows we watch, we stream now. Um, Disney Plus, oh my gosh. Best investment in a streaming uh, service ever, don't you think? I think so. The very first thing we watched 
was the remake of Lady and the Tramp, the live action. And I really enjoyed that. I thought that was so sweet. I did too. I think they did a great job on it. So what else is new with you? Um, nothing really, I guess. Nothing? Nope. I started collecting Funko Pops. Anybody's familiar with those? And it's become quite the obsession with me. And it's not like I, I have a specific genre that I, um, that I collect. I, I have a very eclectic collection. I got stuff from, uh, well, I got a lot of Disney stuff, a lot of Star Wars, Marvel. Um, some of the ones that I really like are the, the mummy, the, sing, the, the, the lady opera singer and Madame Leota from, um, yeah, the haunted mansion. I love that. I have a Dwight from the office. I got a lot of pretty cool ones, but yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a hobby. The only problem is now that I need to build a bigger booth to put them in because I have them in my booth and, um, somebody once, you know, uh, a fellow narrator said that it was silly because it makes it, you know, too crowded in there. And I said, I'd rather have it too crowded with stuff that, that keeps me entertained and happy than be, you know, having it be boring because I spend a lot of time in this booth. Yeah. It's really no different than putting stuff on your desk when, yeah. I mean, that's your, that's my desk. desk. This is my workspace, but yeah. Mm -hmm. So, um, oh, you know, before we move on, I just, I personally wanted to say thank you to everybody over the years who has asked about us, checked up on us and, you know, have, for lack of a better way of putting it, demanded that we bring the show back because they missed us. You know, that made us feel so good. And then when it all came back together and, you know, we we launched the show again, we were received by you guys like we had never left. So, I mean, that's great because we love being part of this Disney community. Yes, we do. We do. And, we, we you know, with the new show it's the old show, but it's a new show because we're going to have a different format. We're still going to do a lot of the things that we did before. It's just going to be a little bit different. And we're also launching a new segment by a good friend of ours, Francis Fairyweather, right? That is, does that what he goes by? I think he might've dropped the Fairyweather and yeah. he's just Francis yeah. now. Well, anyway, Francis is a good friend of ours and, um, He's going to do a segment that I think is perfect. And you'll hear his uh, his promo here coming up soon. Uh, but he's going to launch his new segment in January. And I think you guys are going to love it. Plus, on this show, we're going to have the first part of a two-part chat we had with our good friend Brian Dunn on the Dunn family visit to Disneyland. And... Uh, Brian and I geek out together about uh, Star Wars and Galaxy's Edge, and uh, it's 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 pretty funny to to hear his take on uh, Disneyland and Pixar Pier. So uh, look forward to that in this episode. Uh, anything else, Joyce, or should we just get on with the show? Um, yeah, I think we can just get on with the show. Oh, now's the time for some ride reviews. Okay, so you recall just like a couple minutes ago when I said that we're going to have the same formats, but it's going to be a little bit different. Well, this is how it's going to be. We're going to do an attraction review right now. And instead of me doing an, an attraction review and Joyce doing one, we're going to pick like this week or this month, I picked the attraction, and we're both going to talk about it. We're just going to talk about it. Maybe give you some facts about the the attraction. But for the most part, we're just going to give you our our opinions on it. Um, and then we're also going to do the same thing with a food review. So this month, I picked Savi's Lightsaber Shop. Boy, that's a big surprise, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> but um, this was something that, that Joyce did for me for my birthday. Because when we went in October, we literally went on my birthday. That was the first day we were there. And um, first thing we got to do that evening 
was Savi's. And it is mind-blowing. It really is. Um, even if you're not a big, huge Star Wars fan, this is something that I think that you would enjoy. You know, you go up, you check in, and then you have to choose your path. In other words, you know, what style of lightsaber you want to to build. They have uh, four basic... Um, was that Kate? Yes, it was Kate. <laughs> Kate's got to get in every episode. She was going to come in and see you. Oh. Um, they have uh, four um, different paths that you can choose. They have peace and justice, power and control, which is usually like the dark side um, of the force lightsabers, elemental nature and protection and defense. And which one you pick determines the, the parts that you that you get to, to assemble onto the lightsaber chassis. I chose protection and defense because to me the you know the some of the the parts looked a lot like the original um, uh, Anakin Skywalker um, lightsaber that um, Ben Kenobi gave to Luke. So you know we we, we checked in and paid our um, I think with tax it was like two eleven two hundred and eleven dollars, right? Mm, I don't know, but I think it was like that. But anyway, um, and then they give you a pin, a collector's pin that you have to wear, and you get, um, I think, a card. No, it was just the pin. I think so. Yeah, and then you know they usher you to a waiting area, and you're with another group of people, and. Um, when they come out to usher you into the actual workshop, they're in character as the gatherers. And they it is just so cool. Be, because the whole Galaxy's Edge thing, the story behind Galaxy's Edge is that it's a it's an outpost out in the outer rim, you know, um, of the galaxy. And it was set up by Princess Leia as a way to recruit potential people for the rebellion. And Savi's lightsaber shop is run by this group called the Gatherers. And what they do is they go out um, throughout the, the galaxy and um, what they do is, is find junk, what looks like junk pieces, and they collect them and they bring them back. And what they actually are are components that you can use to build a lightsaber with. But if anybody from the First Order was to come in and inspect them, it just looks like a bunch of junk. What they don't see are the kyber crystals because they have those hidden away. So when they when you get ushered into the to the main assembly room, you know they based on the pin that you're wearing is the um, the parts tray that they present to you, and and it has the um, I think it has the chassis with it, which is the inner workings of the lightsaber. Um, there's a um, uh, there's uh, an upper pommel grip and a lower pommel grip, and then there's uh, a two-piece assembly for the um, for the activation switch. There's a there's a, a top I can't remember what it's called, but the top of the lightsaber um, emitter that's what it is, and then and then the, a pommel handle, and you get several pieces that you can choose from to assemble. Um, I chose one that looked very similar to uh, Luke Skywalker's in the first uh, uh, Star Wars movie, A New Hope. And, you know, you, you, you put your, your kyber crystal into the chassis and then they check it and then you start assembling it. I chose the purple kyber crystal to go with my lightsaber because, well, first of all, because Joyce likes purple. <laughs> and I thought, I want to score some points. <laughs> I'm That's just, not why you did No, it. I know. There's a geeky reason why I chose purple. Because in the Star Wars universe, purple is is like a combination of green and red, I believe. Or is it blue and red? I think it's blue and red. Blue and red's purple. Yeah. yeah. So it's a combination of blue and red. Red, of course, being the dark side and blue being the light side. Put it together and it's, and it creates the purple and I look at it like, you know, it's middle of the road. You're a little bit good and you're a little bit bad. So I thought that was kind of cool. Um, 
And then they do a big presentation, you know, as you're getting ready to assemble the lightsaber. I'm not going to give any spoilers. Um, suffice it to say, if you really wanted to know, um, there's probably one or 450,000 YouTube videos that actually show the uh, the presentation. But it is really, really immersive and really cool. For a geek like me, it kind of gives give me chills because, like I said, this is a, a world that I've been watching for 40 years, which is kind of weird because I'm only 25 years old. But anyway, uh, it, it's a world like that I've been involved in for so long, and now I'm actually in it, building a lightsaber. After you get the saber put together, you put it in an activator. You know, all you have is the handle at this point. Uh, the you know the, the the actual lightsaber pommel and handle, and then the gatherers come around and they put it into this um, activation chamber, and they do this big spiel, um, goosebumps, hair in the back of my neck standing up, and then boom, the lightsabers are ignited. You walk up, flip the switch, lightsaber turns on. The chamber opens and you pull out your lightsaber and it's just awesome. It really did. It, you know, I felt myself welling up a little bit because it's like, oh my gosh. I know a couple members of my family, if they were still alive, they would be just giddy with, with glee with this. But um, it, it's so cool. And then at the end, they give you this really nice sheath to carry it around in. So what do you think, Joyce? I mean, what was your experience? Um, so I was just an observer. Um, but I thought that, you know, just watching it from from that perspective, um, just watching, you know, like you said, it was very immersive. And we did it late at night. We did it. Oh, it was like 930, the, I think. Yeah. And I think there was just one more. Um, Group after us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so it was mainly adults. Um, but what I thought was really cool was afterwards, so it's really, it's dark in the room. And like I was saying, you know, after them, the activation chamber, um, and then they have that, that ceremony and they have you, I don't think this will be a spoiler, Mm. but they have you lift your, your lightsaber up in the air and just, you know, like I said, I was an observer and just standing back and watching everything, um, and just seeing, you know, in that semi-dark mm-hmm. room with all these like a, a round circular it was like um, an oval yeah, yeah. Um, of people mm-hmm. it was just really cool and then since you were building you probably didn't notice all the artifacts and things like that that made it seem like it was a real yeah. outpost or whatever it was that I saw, I saw some of them I mean I didn't really get to look um closely at a lot of the things but yeah i did see i did see quite a bit and and you're right i mean it it, they 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 paid such great attention to the detail of that place Mm -hmm. and one thing i thought was really cool like joyce said our group was mainly adults but it it all you you, i swear you you could have looked in there and we were all just little kids Mm -hmm. because everybody i don't think there was one person that was snarky or, you know, sarcastic about it. We all felt like real Jedi's, you know, it's like, this is cool. Mm-hmm. So it brings out, just like Disney does, it brings out the kid in you. Yeah. And, you know, not to, um, to, to go off in a, another direction, but I was talking about our, our good friend, um, Brian Dunn. So he just came back from, from Disneyland with his family and um and I helped them plan their their vacation but anyways that's just this is for <laughs> another but so I was like really um oh what word um like just kind of following along with their trip mm-hmm. um and their 6-year-old son Jensen he built the lightsaber when they did it so I watched the video of that and you know, in contrast to when Al did it, it was all kids. And just seeing the 
the kids, it was almost like an identical experience. <laughs> the adults and and the kids, you know, just that same joy, I guess. Um, so no matter where you're at in Disney, you have that magic. Mm-hmm. It might be, you know, different for each person, but... It's, I just think it's a very magical... It is. It is. Um, and speaking of, you know, about the, the, the kyber crystal, now, anybody who's not familiar with Star Wars, stop listening right now, because you have no business... No, I'm just kidding. Um, I guess I have to stop listening, because no, you, you had to explain. The thing that powers a lightsaber is a kyber crystal. And it's a special crystal that focuses the force energy, blah, blah, blah. Um, but like I said, y- you know, when you when you build your lightsaber, you get to pick a, one crystal to go inside. There's um, you, you can pick from the purple one like I did, uh, green, blue, and red. And then, you know, based on that, you know, is what color your, your lightsaber is. But next door... Tisavi's is the gift shop. And some people will say, of course, <laughs> but you know, hey, um, and in, in, in the gift shop, it's called Doc Ondar's. Uh, you can buy other kyber crystals. They have a lot of other colors. They have, um, I think they have white, yellow. Um, I think that's it. They have the white and yellow. Then they have the, the four that I just mentioned. They also have um, a black kyber crystal, which is very rare. And I think they have like maybe two or three of them that they actually put out there per day. It's basically red. It's just that the crystal looks black. But you can buy extra crystals. And I bought um, a green one, a red one, and a blue one. So I have green, red, blue, and purple. Um which is pretty cool, and I swap them out occasionally and <laughs> play with them. Yeah, so it's fun. I mean, uh, in also inside Doc Ondar's, you know, you can buy the um, the actual um, uh, higher quality. Well, they call them higher quality um, replicas um, with a longer blade, but I don't think in those you can swap out the crystals. I think the only ones that you can swap the crystals out in are the uh, the Savis. Um, but, you know, I mean, it's all kinds of collectibles there, so it's pretty cool. Um, so we're going to start we're going to start new rating systems. And of course, you know, based on <laughs> Mandalorian, uh, I'm going to rate Savi's Workshop five baby Yodas out of five. What do you rate it? I guess I would rate it the same. Yeah. <laughs> Howdy all, listening to Tales from the Mouse House podcast. My name is Francis, and I was psyched to be asked to be part of this marvelous podcast right here. Starting in January, I am on a mission to try the plant-based meals that Disney is putting out at the parks. Now, you can consider me to be a little fluffy by size, but let me tell you, my hunger is still the same for amazingly delicious food because, after all, life is way too short for non-delicious food. So come with me around the original Magic Kingdom as we venture to try the new plant-based meals to see how it stacks up. And as always, see you soon with a fork in my hand at Disneyland. As promised, here's part one of our chat with our good friend, Brian Dunn. Enjoy! Welcome, Brian. We're so happy to have you back on the show. Thank you very much. How have you been? Hi, Brian. Hi, Hi Joyce. I've been great. Uh, just getting ready for the holidays and uh, very excited for Christmas. Uh, uh, a lot of stuff under the tree for our little boy who's six, and uh, we're uh, we're very excited to um, to have a, a a Star Wars Christmas again this year. There you go. Yeah. So uh, I imagine Santa is going to be bringing a lot of uh, Star Wars themed stuff to Jensen. Yeah, he 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 already went out on uh, what would they call it for on the Friday where they all the all the new product launch for Rise of Skywalker. So I went out, went to a local Target and got got a couple of things that I think he'll really like. And um, and we're 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 just loving the stink out of Mandalorian. Mandalorian's a huge hit in the Dunn house, even with my non Star Wars wife. 
she is really digging Mandalorian just for Baby Yoda, but uh, it's we're really enjoying that. Uh, you guys took a, a trip to uh, to Disneyland recently, yes. and uh, visited that little uh, Star Wars thing that they have there. We did, we did. We had a we had a four day trip that was organized by Tales of the Mouse House's own Joyce. <laughs> so thank you, Joyce, for uh, getting our accommodations and getting us organized and. Um, all the nice little things you did for us while we were at the park, we, we really appreciated it and had a great experience uh, doing that and booking that through you. So if you're planning a trip to Disney, I would rec- highly recommend uh, using Joyce's expertise. <laughs> well, thank you so much. Yes, I love, as I you know told you, I just love to you know plan vacations and treat them like my own and have all those little special things. Um, so thank you so much. I do appreciate it. For sure, yeah. This was this is our this was our fourth trip to Disneyland over the past six years. So we've become relatively frequent visitors, um, not quite annual ba- basis. But um, my son was born six years ago, so we've been enjoying taking him. Um, the first time we went was actually for the inaugural Star Wars Half Marathon um, race uh, back in like 2014, I think it was. And um, my wife had never been to Disneyland, um, nor had I, but I grew up in Connecticut. And so Disney World was someplace that I used to go to frequently growing up. Um, I was uh, I visited Epcot right when it first opened back in 1982, I guess it was, or 83. Mm-hmm. And um, so I, I had a Disney, you know, Disney park childhood, but Jamie never did. And I was very curious to see what the experience would be like for her as an adult going with with you know, our one, you know, one and a half year old uh, little boy and she loved it. And we, we, as a family had a great time. So we've made the pilgrimage back with some regularity. Um, we've also done a Disney cruise uh, about two years ago out of San Diego down to Cabo and back, which was gangbusters. And that, that was the first time we had ever gone on a cruise. So we were, we've definitely become a very <laughs> Disney park oriented family. We, it, it's something we all enjoy and, we, uh, we, we just love it. Um, what made this trip different and what, what, where Joyce was so helpful is that we decided for the first time we were going to stay in the park. And if you're going to stay in the park, you might as well just pony up the dough and save the Grand Californian. And so Joyce helped us work, those, work, work all those logistics out and everything. And I have to say, leading into our trip, um, you know, Jamie and I have traveled quite a lot over the 17 years we've been married. And um, before our son was born, we've never paid $750 in my hotel room. <laughs> we stayed at some nice places, but that, that was a number that was really, really daunting. Um, it, it's, it, it, it's expensive no matter what your economic status. That's a lot of money for a hotel room. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I, we, we had been in the Grand California. In fact, that our race back in 14, you know, we spent a little time there um, – after the race in the lobby area, just resting up. And um, we knew how beautiful it was. Um, We knew about things like the magic hour. And before the trip, you know, I have to admit, part of me was thinking, and Jamie felt the same way. uh, Part of me was thinking, I hope this isn't that good. I just, I mean, (laughs) if it's not, if it's not everything that it's sort of cracked up to be, that's fine. I'll, we'll have done it once. I kept saying to, to, to my wife, it's a, we'll do it once and that's it. We just, we should just do it once just because, you know, we're, we, we enjoy staying, we enjoy staying, going to the park. Let's just try it. And, uh, we arrived on a Sunday. We flew from Phoenix, obviously. So we were there 50 minutes, um, in Anaheim. So we, um, we, we did not get park tickets for that, that day, that Sunday. So we got to the Grand Californian relatively early, too. We got there around 9 or 10 in the morning and checked in. And um, our, room, our room became available pretty quickly. But in the meantime, we went across into downtown Disney to get lunch or to get an early lunch. And then walked over and had some stuff so we could sit by the pool. And we spent the entire afternoon at the pool. Jensen was going up and down on the little water slide they have there. And Jamie and I had, had some drinks. We ordered some more food. Um, sitting sitting out there, and it was great. We had a really, really nice time just chilling by the pool to Grand California without even going to the park. Um, so we had a really fun first day. Um, 
And that night, you know, we, we got to bed relatively early because we're, we were keen to get up and get ready to do our first magic hour in Grand Californian for that first morning. And in the middle of the night, my son wakes up burning with fever. So we're like, oh, no, we are here on this very expensive <laughs> trip that we've been very excited about for a very long time. And I've got a six-year-old who, who, to the touch, felt like he was just on fire. And that's unusual for Jensen. He doesn't usually get fever. He's looking at runny noses and stuff. But that was, so that was like three in the morning. So at six, I got up with him. We got some water in him. He said he had a little bit of a headache. He didn't seem very lethargic. So I literally ran to the Walgreens out on Harbor Boulevard. You know that one out on Harbor by the convention center? And we didn't have a car. So I threw my running shoes on and I ran the mile, <laughs> the mile down there to get him some children's Tylenol um, to start getting some meds in them. And was it a four-minute mile? <laughs> it was, no, I, there, there was no rush because we couldn't get in until eight. But uh, we got some meds in him. We got some food in him. Um, he perked up a bit, and we were able to spend our very first magic hour at Grand California, the first time we've done a magic hour. And, wow, that, that magic hour is money. That thing is great. It's great to get you get in the park. And yeah, there's all the other people are going in with you that are staying on the property from the other hotels. But we went we went right to obviously Autotopia and, and Cars Land. And, you know, we, we just walked right on it. I mean, it was it was incredible. So we in one hour, we were able to do all the rides in Cars Land. I was able to take Jensen over to the Guardians of the Galaxy ride, do that oh. all of that before nine o'clock, before they opened up the park to the rest of the people. So the magic hour proved to be very, very good. Um, I knew it. I knew it would. And you know, after a couple, I mean, after a couple hours in California Adventure, we did take Jensen back to the room. But again, now staying at the Grand Californian afforded us the ability to just walk up to the room, put him in bed, and let him nap for a half an hour or two, actually around uh, um, around lunchtime, to see if he can feel a little bit better because he was starting to fade. And actually, I took I took advantage of that to run over into the Magic Kingdom. Because we had park hoppers, so we were able to go back and forth, and I went right to Galaxy's Edge. I mean, beelined it to Galaxy's Edge. And, yeah, walking in, I came in through the resistance side um, over by Big Thunder Mountain Railroad when you go on that side. And uh, it was just so cool. And just I was just blown away by everything. I actually did just walk up to Smuggler's Run, and the wait line was 30 minutes tops. Yeah. It was very, very low. So it was a very short line. So I was like, ah, screw it. I'm, gonna, I'm doing it. I'm going on by myself. So I, I got online and I went into the single rider line and got grouped with, a bunch of, with uh, five of the people to get into it. And I was the navigator, so I was way in the back. <laughs> but, and I was pushing the buttons and but watching it. And it was just, it was great fun. So I, I, I enjoyed it. And I, then I went back to the room uh, and we had lunch in the room. Jensen felt a lot better. So then we went over to the Magic Kingdom and we went to Galaxy. I took him to Galaxy's Edge, the, the three of us. And um, just we did the Smuggler's Run as a family. And Jamie thought it was great. And Jensen thought it was terrific. I got to fly that time. So that was pretty cool. Um, and uh, we, we didn't have, I don't think we ate. We didn't, we didn't eat that time at Smuggler's. And we didn't go to the cantina. So all of our activities were for Tuesday. So we had a great day. Um, and we called it early, like three, three, four o'clock, went back to the room, got an early dinner, got some more meds in Jensen and, um, got up the next day to do on Tuesday to do our magic kingdom magic hour, went right to space mountain, uh, because to I guess it's just Tomorrowland and, um, uh, what's the one behind the, um, the castle, um, Oh, fantasy land, fantasy land. Those are the only two, the only two that are open. So we did space mountain. We did. We did a ride or two in Fantasyland, and then people were beginning to sort of line up at the gate there that would open into Frontierland, where you could beeline it over to Galaxy's Edge. So we had, on that day, we had our Saber building in the morning. We had our Cantina experience around noon, one o'clock, and then our Droid building was at three. So this was going to be a full day pretty much all Galaxy's Edge, um, although we did get out and do Big Thunder Mountain Railroad because using the FastPass system, 
because uh, Jensen was finally tall enough to ride that. So he, he was super <laughs> excited to do that. And he loved it. We, we, we must have done Big Thunder three or four times because it's so close to Galaxy's Edge. It's easy to bail out of Galaxy's Edge, go do that, then come back, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, so anyway, the lightsaber experience was first. We were the first group to go in for that. And you know how they, they, they sort of stage you up and bring into that room the kids all get around the table, not just kids. I mean, there were some adults who are building lightsabers too. And if I didn't have a kid, I'd be building a lightsaber just like Al did. <laughs> so, but, you know, they get you around the table and then they go through this, the whole process of, of the little story about, you know, the Jedi and the Force and the, the lightsaber, which a lightsaber means to you. And then they start bringing the parts out and the kids start putting them together. Um, and it was just, it was a very, very neat experience. I mean, it was just fun to watch the kids especially, because the kids were so excited. And at the end there, when they the, the things pop open and the blades are glowing and they lift them all up, um, just the look on all the kids' faces in the room was totally worth it. Oh, so, I know, and, 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 you know, I know it's, it, for 200 bucks, you know, that's that's pretty much the equivalent of a $180 Hasbro lightsaber. I mean, so it's it, the cost of it for those sabers is actually not that bad. I mean, I, I know it's two hundred bucks, and you could probably find a Hasbro one on, on eBay for a buck twenty. But but to go through the whole experience and and have it be so unique and I think makes it you know definitely worthwhile um, if it's something that you know you're sort of keen to try maybe try and do. Um, we did Smuggler's Run again that morning. We wandered around the shops. We went into the. Um, Doc Ondars the, with a, sort of mem- more of the memorabilia and the high-end collectible kind of stuff that you can buy. Um, then we did the cantina. Like I said, I think it was like 12, 31 o'clock. We got some of the snacks. Um, we got Jensen, um, one of the non-alcoholic drinks. I forgot what it was. And then Jamie had, uh, it's, it's like a hot something. It was kind of white and creamy. And I had their, whatever their bourbon was, they had a, because I just felt like that was the most drink drink that they had on the menu. Because the rest of it looked really, really, really sweet. And I'm not a big sweet nah, drink fan. Either. So I was like, well, bourbon, I like bourbon. So we'll try that. And it was sweet bourbon. I was like, oh my God, this is so sweet. <laughs> but having said that, even though the drinks, even though the drinks are sort of mad, um, they're fun. I mean, they, you know, and they, the staff is really into, you know, the Contact whole role-playing aspect Joyce of it. And just the whole environment of that place was very cool. I mean, we, my, my wife and I both thought it was very, it's very, very cool. In fact, so much so that we, we booked Kessel. another experience the following day to go back because we really did right, enjoy that, it. Yeah, and I thought it was pretty neat. That. So mm-hmm. I definitely would recommend the cantina for sure. The system that they use for staging that for making reservations at a certain time, you stand in a relatively short queue where you get to take a look at the menu. And then if they you bring you on in, Disney and stories, we they, they basically sign you, you to either sit or stand at, at a table, at and they just say to you, please don't move, because this Be is where sure we know you are, and, and you are on the clock. You have two drink, updates, one hour, or, or half hour minimum, or maximum, rather. Two drink maximum, and I think it's a half hour, and then you start thinking about leaving. So you go, we stood, because we were only a party of three, larger parties where you have to sit at some of the booths around the side. They got the robot DJ playing.
uh, so, put it together, right? He assembled. What do you think? It's, Our second episode back. He needed a little help. Yeah. I mean, they, they didn't quite. In fact, I needed some help too. So I had some the Padawans come over and help me. So I think I'm. Yeah. Yeah. What did you think of the story? Yeah, I think the, you, um, you know the whole backstory. No, I thought I thought it was really, really, it was really cool. I mean, I felt it felt it was a nice job of making it very immersive. I don't think. I don't. I think that's more for Snow the adults and the older yeah. kids, though. Christmas. It was uh, Jensen. So, Jensen was just staring around while, while all that was too. going on. And hey, let's the, go wrap some the, presents. The Jedi okay. right, uh, uh, cast member who was doing our presentation um, was he? It wasn't really loud enough to that he was keeping the kids like he could. The kids were really focused on him, um, and that's fine. I mean, you know, I, I understand you're going to get some variability with the cast members and everything. But I, I didn't. I don't know if Jensen was necessarily following along about the whole story, and and and, so, and I was sort of filming around, and I wasn't also paying that much attention too, to be quite honest. I was sort of I was sort of taking everything in that I was looking at. Yeah, I mean, there was a lot to take in. Luckily, um, Joyce did the same thing. She filmed while I built mine, and while I built mine, and um, I, you know, I'll admit I already knew a little bit. I knew quite a bit about it because I had watched. I've been watching a lot of videos. Yeah, me too. Uh, so I knew what the story was, and I was I was still blown away. I mean, even though I knew what to expect, you know, when the lights start changing to the color of the the kyber crystals, and then when yeah. Yoda speaks, yeah, that's cool. Uh, I just I was like, I'm not gonna cry. I'm not gonna cry <laughs> because it's just it's just so unfreaking believable. I mean, yeah. for for us, you know, like people our age, Brian. I mean, we grew up with star wars i mean we this was this was what we we had only seen in in movies you know and then more recently you know in tv shows and stuff like that but to walk into it it was it was similar to the feeling i got when we walked into cars for the first time only for me it was a thousand times more intense yeah because you know my my father loved star wars my uncle loved star wars and you know both of them are are gone now so walking through and in rounding the corner and seeing the millennium falcon it was just like i this is just this is it i mean this is that, just the that, that millennium falcon is a work of art i mean you just i mean i i look at you like i said we saw, I saw the pictures i saw everyone's videos of the damn thing and then when I got there, I was like, this is so incredibly impressive sitting next to this thing. And what's great is that the line and smugglers run goes underneath the engines and, and when you're downstairs and you go upstairs and you're staring down on it. I mean, it was it was very, very, very cool just to be that close to it. And it's just it's an impressive, impressive piece to have as the center point of that of that land right now to have that as part of the attraction it's it's very very cool it is um i i applaud what disney did i think it is just absolutely beyond amazing and um i i can't wait to go back and speaking of uh, smugglers run mm-hmm. what did you think well i mean what i thought was was the whole thing from soup to nuts was was so well done. The 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 wait on the line. I, I want to say the the longest we waited was maybe forty forty five minutes. Wow, I think I was and that. yeah, I mean, and the the whole journey through Hondo's workshop area, I think, is 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 fun. They could actually probably even do a lot more with that at some point. I mean, there's a lot of things that you could have going on in that experience. I think we didn't we didn't do the thing with the phones that you could look at. Oh, crates yeah, and, yeah, yeah we didn't and, either yeah so i mean I, I i've heard sort of mixed things about that and i wasn't particularly keen to give it a try but so and then seeing the, and then you're seeing the falcon and then you walk into the room where hondo the animatronic hondo gives you your your mission tells you what you're going to do then you go down that last hallway and then you get crewed up and you you're, you get put put with other people to make for six to go into the ride and then you walk in to the millennium falcon mm-hmm. and Walking into that room, I was my jaw hit the floor. I mean, you just can't you can't prepare yourself for how authentic it feels and looks. Even though it's crowded with a bunch of other people, I immediately sat down at the Holo Chess table and James took a picture of me and Jensen. And um, this, I'm glad we went a couple times, so I was able to sort of walk around the perimeter of the room as well and sort of and see the the bunk where, um, where like Chewbacca was in Force Awakens when he got hurt. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and Finn was helping him. I mean, just all the detail was just incredible. And then when you're when you're sort of lined up as, with your crew and they take you towards the ride, you walk through those hallways and that is just, I mean, just perfect. It's just perfect, <laughs> you know? And you get to that door and there's the little video screen and Hondo gives the final debrief and then that door opens and there's the cockpit of the Millennium Falcon. And yeah, it was, like I said, I, I was a navigator um, and I got to pilot it twice. Um, and both times I piloted it, I made sure I sat down on the right so I could throw this lever for the hyperspace. Yeah. <laughs> so if you're, if you're, if you're going to be a pilot, sit on the right side because that's definitely the most fun because um, uh, yeah. you, you get to throw that's those. That's where I sat. Right. Yeah, yeah I said. did. And we, I didn't know what I was doing. No, we, wrote it, we wrote it three times. And um, first time we wrote it, we were the engineers, you know, the back seat. Oh. Second time gunner. And then the third time we were in the, you know, pilot and, and uh, navigator seat. And uh, yeah. Gunner was my favorite. No, no. I thought you said the um, the uh, engineers. The, the first time we did it was your favorite. Oh, yeah, it was. Yeah, that, okay. that's, the, that's the most fun because you have the least amount of responsibility really <laughs> so we were able to watch you know watch the show a little yeah. better sure um, yeah the, the 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 pilot seat the left seat that's a pain in the butt <laughs> i did not like that at all i on one of the ones that we had i was i was a gunner with jensen and then it was these two these two women who um were friends and they were probably i don't know maybe i'm 51 they're probably in their late 50s maybe and I knew it was going to be an S show. I mean, I just knew. And we were laugh. We were just laughing because they were they were hooting and hollering and saying sorry, ooh, oops, oops. And when it, when the ride was over and we stood up, I looked at them. I was like, I think you managed to hit just about everything. <laughs> and we laughed. I mean, so we we never no one ever seemed to take it too too seriously. Um, but I will give I will say a pro tip, okay, for people who are going to go and have never done Smuggler's Run before. Um, look at the size of your group. If you have six people, then your money. You'll, they'll, they'll, they'll put you all together. If you have four, well, then you know you're likely to pick up two from either an, a, another couple or, or in front or behind you in the line or are single riders waiting, coming up the other side because the single riders come via a different line system. So what I did was as we were in the line, during the, I had 45 minutes to kill, I kept looking at the people in front of me and the people behind me, and I was like, well, we're three. <laughs> I, I sort of gamed it so that we would either be, if we're three, I want the three people behind me or three singles to join, because that means I get, we'll get to be the pilots. Yeah. It's the first people that walk in get to get assigned the two pilots and then the two gunners and then the two engineers. So I was able to sort of, I actually, when we, when we were at, in the Hondo area where they sort of group you together, you're sort of not lined up anymore. I, I intentionally got us behind a group of people that I knew they would fill up the ride in front of us and we'd be the first ones for the next one. So I was like, yeah, I was like really, I was really like trying to figure this out. I was like, oh, I, I, I know how I can make sure that we can be wherever we want to be in, in this and not just get thrown in the back as the uh, engineers. Nice. Yeah, you can also ask if you can be pilot, that's what we did on our third ride, which we knew was going to be our last. Mm -hmm. um, we asked them if we could be pilots and, and they just gave us the pilot. Yeah, but I imagine that, that it, but it wasn't busy either. Um, no, it, it wasn't. Was, it was yeah, late so at night. I would imagine that it depends on um, if they're really slammed, you know, they're probably not like that very much. So yeah, they were just, every time we did it, they were just like, Okay, here's your two cards, your two cards, your two cards. And it was always pilot, gunner, engineer. And so I would like I said, I was I just I kept looking at the people around me and I knew at that Hondo area was my last chance to sort of reshuffle the deck to make to, to see if I could make sure that when I got up there with Jensen and Jamie that we could be pilots and um, you know, or I mean if, if Jamie didn't want to, but um, so I that, so when when you're in line be aware, have a little situational awareness of the people around <laughs> <Exactly. laughs> you. So, welcome to the new food review. Uh, like I said, we're going to do it like we did the attraction review. Joyce is going to present a review of food or a restaurant. 
and talk about it. And then I'm just going to, you know, give my two cents. So, Joyce, what do you have for us? So I'm going to review the Mickey Mouse birthday cake. Um, so as many of us know, Disney is a great place to celebrate, whether it be a birthday, anniversary, or just a day in the park. And what's really great about this <laughs> is you can have a cake delivered to many of your favorite restaurants. So this was actually a surprise that I I kept because I mentioned earlier mm-hmm. that I'm not good at keeping s- secrets and don't do well with surprises. So during our recent visit, we celebrated Al's birthday. Um, one of his favorite restaurants to eat at is Cafe Orleans. So a few days before we left, I he loves white chocolate too. So I ordered a white chocolate Mickey Mouse shaped um, birthday cake, and it had it had the white chocolate ears and. It, Said, Actually, no, the ears were chocolate, dark chocolate. Okay, so the ears, the eyes, and the tail mm-hmm, were dark chocolate. Right. The rest of it was white chocolate. And the um, the ears said happy birthday. I think it was in gold, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So um, they brought it to the table after dinner, and it had candles, the whole thing. Yeah. And... and when I ordered this, I asked them if it was large, and they told me no, because immediately after that, we were going to Savi's. <laughs> so it's like, I don't want to carry this thing around with me. So they told me it was small, so I ordered it. It was not small. No, not at all. But didn't they say, you asked, they said it serves um, it serves four people or something like that? It serves four people. Yeah, and yes. we were thinking, okay, serves four people, that means, you know, that... It's not that big, Mm -hmm. but it was big. (laughs) It was huge. And after dinner, we, we went back to the room. That's where we, we, yeah. yeah. So we had to go back to the room, but anyways, um, it was very cute. It was very sweet, Mm -hmm. much larger than what I thought it was. (laughs) And yeah, you know, usually, usually. When, when you see serving size, you, know, you go to go to a uh, go to a grocery store and the package says serves twelve people and it's like one ounce of meat or something like that. Yes. When they say when when they when they told Joyce that this served four people, you know, I mean, she's thinking, okay, well, they're probably small pieces, but new. No, if this serves four people. These four people are getting really big pieces of cake. Yeah, so just imagine if you were to buy a, a pair of Mickey Mouse ears from one of the shops. Mm-hmm. That was the size of this cake. Yeah. And probably the height of it as well. Yeah, yeah, it was big. Um, we There was a, a table behind us. There were probably 12 of them, and yeah. they were celebrating something, and they asked, oh, how can we get one of those? Honestly, we could have shared that with them and had <laughs> some left over. And had some left over. Yeah. Yes. And well, first I'll ask you what your thoughts were on it well, and I, then I'll share the rest of my thoughts. Yeah, I thought it was pretty Well, like Joyce said it was a surprise, which in itself was a surprise because Joyce cannot keep surprises. <laughs> um but I I liked it. I mean, it was it's so it was so bloody cute. I mean, I didn't even want to cut it. But um, like she said, uh, the ears were dark chocolate. The tail was dark chocolate. The, the 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 hat part of it was white chocolate, like a fondant, maybe. Yeah, it was like a fondant, and then it had like a white chocolate mousse. Yeah, white chocolate mousse inside, which was to die for. It was so good, but like she said, very 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 sweet. If this if it had been earlier in the day or. Better yet, if we were, you know, if that was the last thing we were doing and going back to the room, it would have been perfect. But because we were doing more things after that, um, it was just, it was just too much. It was too sweet. Um, it, I, I thought it was very cute. I mean, I don't know if I'd do it again, mainly because it was so big. Maybe if we had people to share it with, like if we, you know, if we ever get a chance to hook up with um, Dr. Disneyland again, <laughs> we can share it with him too. But um, 
I liked it. Yeah. And I think if I had it to do over again, like you said, you know, with a, a group of people, um, I don't know if I would get the white chocolate. I think I would probably do the dark chocolate. Yeah. And... Well, I thought it was good. Yeah. So what do you... It was the experience. It was the experience, yeah. Just like everything else. Um, What do you rate it? So carrying on with the Baby Yoda theme, I would give it three Baby Yodas out of five. That's funny, because that's what I gave it. Three out of five Baby Yodas. Cute new Baby Yodas. He's so cute. So, this is a new segment that we're we're introducing. Um, it's titled Travel Disney with Joyce. So, I'm going to mix it up. I will be giving travel tips, um, talking about specials, just anything that I feel is um, relevant at the time. So, what I'm going to um, to share with you today is a couple of Great specials that um, that I'm really excited about. So the first one is Springtime Magic at Disneyland. So we all love to stay in the middle of the magic. Um, and I feel that spring is one of the, the best times. Even though Halloween and Christmas are my favorite, I love springtime at Disney when all the flowers are in bloom and everything. So there's this great special going on right now. Um, Grand California and Disneyland Hotel and Disney's Paradise Pier. Um, valid for stays Sunday to Thursday from April 19th through June 18th of 2020. Um, so depending on the hotel and the room type, you can save anywhere from 10% on premium rooms at Paradise Pier or 20% on standard rooms at both Disneyland Hotel and the Grand Californian Hotel and Spa. And then if you get a premium room at either the Disneyland Hotel or the Grand Californian Hotel and Spa, it's a 25% off. Um, again, valid for stays most Sunday to Thursday night. Um, you have to book through March 16th of 2020 and you have to complete your travel by June 19th of 2020. So if you're looking for Mother's Day gift, graduation gift, Father's Day gift for loved ones, this is the perfect gift for for those that love Disney. And the other thing that I'm really, really excited about is um, the special for the Disney Cruise. So if you book by Valentine's Day, February 14th of 2020, you only pay half of your required deposit on the day you make your reservation. And then... The remaining deposit balance is due at the time of final payment, which is typically two months before you cruise. Um, this offer is valid on any new reservation for a four-night or longer Disney cruise departing between June 20th, 2020 and May 31st of 2021. So, this offer is valid on any new reservation for a four-night or longer Disney cruise departing between June 20th, 2020 and May 31st of 2021. So again, this would make a great Father's Day, Mother's Day, graduation, birthday, or just because you want to go on a Disney cruise. Um, <laughs> hey, look, it's Tuesday. Let's go on a Disney cruise. Well, that's episode 126, wrapped up in an awesome Christmas present from us to you. If you have any interesting Disney stories, we want to hear about them. You can send them to us at talespodcast at cox.net. Be sure to follow us on Facebook and Twitter for any exciting updates or even travel specials. You can find us on Facebook at Tales from the Mouse House Disneyland Podcast, all one word, and on Twitter at Tales Podcast. And if you'd like to submit a review of 
Well, anything Disney, send those in to us as well. Please hop over to iTunes and leave some feedback and ratings for the show. We really need your positive feedback and ratings. Five stars, please. That would help push the show up in the ratings. So, if you like the podcast, why not tell everyone so they can like it too? That would sure help the show be found easier. As always, if you'd like to send us a comment, submit a review of anything Disney, or just say, Hiya, pal! You can send us an email to talespodcast at cox.net, send us a tweet or message on Facebook, or just send happy thoughts our way. This podcast is copyright 2019 by Storyteller Narrations. All Disneyland music and related materials remain the property and copyright of the Disney Company. Thanks for tuning in and welcoming us into your homes. And remember, make, make it, it a, a Mickey, Mickey day. day. Ho ho. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Ho ho ho. And all that good stuff. And Happy New Year. Oh yeah, Happy New Year too, because we won't see you again until it's 2020. That's right. Unlike my vision, which is not 2020. But it was a TV show, wasn't it? 2020? Yes, it was. This is 2020. Hey, you know what? What? Barbara, what's her name? Walters. What's her name? Barbara Walters. She should do the countdown, don't you think? The New Year's Eve countdown when the ball hits? I think she And then should. she could say, welcome to 2020. <laughs> <laughs> my name is Barbara Walters. Yeah, see, that's funny. Yes, it is. I don't care what they say. That stuff is funny. (laughs) Okay, bye. Bye. I got to get this out. Yes, you do. It's already like midnight on the, you know, East Coast. All right, bye. Bye. Spending it all together, right? No. <laughs>